So today we are reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 6, Chapter 2, which is entitled Ajahn delivered by the Vishnu Buddhas, text number 23. Tamivaksham Abhipetya, Tamivaksham Abhipetya, Mahapusha Kinkara, Mahapusha Kinkara, Sahasa Pashyatastasya, Degraded, 
the duration of their lives decreases. Prayana Alpayasham. Because Ajahnav was now free from all sinful reactions, his lifetime was extended even though he was to have died immediately. When the Vishnu Buddha saw Ajahnav trying to say something to them, they disappeared to give him a chance to glorify the Lord, the Supreme Lord. Since all his sinful reactions had been vanquished, he was now prepared to glorify the Lord. Indeed, one cannot glorify the Lord unless one is completely free from all sinful activities. This is confirmed by Krishna himself in the Bhagavad Gita. 7.28 Yeshanta Manda Katampapam Janadam Nyakarpanam Manda Moha Mamukta Bajante Mahavida Prada Persons who have acted piously in previous lives and in this life whose sinful actions are completely eradicated and who are free from the duality of delusion engage themselves in my service with determination." The Vishnu Buddhas made Ajahnil aware of devotional service so that he might immediately become fit to return home back to Godhead. To increase his eagerness to glorify the Lord, they disappeared so that he would feel separation in their absence. In the mode of separation, glorification of the Lord is very intense. So, in, as Prabhupada says in the last sentence, in the mode of separation, glorification of the Lord Krishna is very intense. And that is something uh, we all should be aspiring for. And that is highly recommended by Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as, as the uh, prime devotional service. So, Ajamil, as you know, uh, if you have been following uh, the last two chapters, Ajamil was on his deathbed and he called the name of his son Narayan. So he had, he had ten sons, the youngest of which he had named Narayan. Ajamil was, uh, was a Brahmana, so Ajamil was a priest and uh, he was trained in that way. So he was trained in the ritualistic duties of a Brahmana, of a priest. But by somehow he came, uh, somehow by material association, he fell down from his priestly position or Brahmanical position. Uh, so he was one day on the order of his father, I believe, yeah, on the order of his father, he had gone to the forest to collect some flowers, fruits, and two types of grass. But on his way back, he saw um, he saw a lusty man, a sight which is very common today. And today we see this everywhere. You walk down the street, you see that, uh, especially on, on the weekend. So I, I live um, 
I live near the city, in the, in, in, the, in the inner northern suburbs, so I live on the main street. It's like the, um, seems like to be the, in that suburb, the epicenter of where all the nightlife is. So this is an everyday occurrence. So this lusty person, uh, he was in the Shasta described as a shudra, he was embracing a prostitute and he was kissing her. And, uh, and they both were drunk, again a very common sight. So somehow when he saw this, he, his mind became agitated and uh, his dormant lusty desires were, were aroused and inflamed. And he could not take this sight out of his mind. He could not take this out of his mind. And he was constantly dwelling on it. So when we meditate on something, uh, when we think about something a lot, then very quickly we desire that object. <coughs> and Krishna describes that in the third chapter of Bhagavad Gita. So by contemplation, um, one begins to desire something very strongly. So uh, because he desired that, and though Ajahnam was married, he was a married person and he had kids. Um, but because this desire was so strong, he got, he got in touch with that prostitute and he took her as, as his maid or his maid servant. And he basically hired her, I don't know what the arrangement was, but he got her in his home as his full-time maid. So even by today's standard, that's, that's really important. You're married and you get, you get get a maid um, who is trying to have an affair with and which she did have an affair with and then he he kicked out his own wife who was who was again a brahmana she was you know, a very cultured and very um, devoted wife and, and he kicked her out and the kids from that wife and then he had children from this prostitute and in this way he passed his life he had ten children and the youngest of which he had named Narayan. So because uh, the tenth son was the youngest, he was very young, and as babies they speak in broken language, and they do all kinds of awkward things, and that's very attractive to everyone. So he was attracted by Narayan all the time. He was in his very babies. And then his time of death came. In this way he was just absorbed in family life and he had forgotten all his Brahminical principles and practices. Um, he was not a devotee, but he was a Brahmin. So in this way his life passed. Uh, he was just absorbed in his everyday affairs, which people do. Like maybe you know, going picking up the kids from school, um, sending them to school, taking them to swimming lessons, um, catching up with friends and family on the weekend working on the week, talking about work, uh, home politics, then talking about the national politics. And this way most people just pass their life and then the time of death comes. Then this way they pass their life like animals. It's no different uh, than an animal or an ass. So uh, in this way a gentleman passed his life and then his time of death came and because he had named his son Narayan, he was, Narayan was very young, he was thinking about him all the time. 
when he would describe when he would eat, he would ask him to come and eat with him. And then at the time of death, he, he saw the Yamadutas because he had lived a very sinful life. Um, after meeting the, the prostitute, he had engaged in all kinds of um, negative activities, cheating, deceit, um, causing a lot of grief to others. And then uh, the Yamadutas, the order carriers, the um, agents of Yamaraj, who is the son of the sun god. And Yamaraj is responsible for giving us justice. Yamaraj is responsible for rectifying us, right? for punishing us, for purifying us. So his order carriers, his agents came to collect him, to take him to the abode of Yamaraj um, to be judged for his activities and to be given the appropriate function. So at that time he called out Narayan and because he called out the name of Narayan offenselessly, the, the Vishnu Dutas they appeared there. So the Vishnu Dutas are the agents of Lord Vishnu. They appeared there, there was a whole conversation between them and at this point they both had to bargain. So the, the Vishnu Dutas asked Yamadutas, why they were taking away uh, Ajami when he was purified. And they asked him that on what condition are you taking him away? On what condition do you punish people? What is your criteria for punishing people? Who is eligible for punishment? And there was this whole conversation, fascinating conversation between them. And there the Vishnu Dutas explained to the Yamadutas that one who has chanted uh, the name of Krishna or Narayan, they can destroy uh, all their sinful activities. That's how powerful the chanting of the holy names is. That's what we are doing every day. Um, we don't realize, but the, the Maha Mantra is extremely powerful. The holy name is, is very, very potent. Whether we realize or we don't realize, the chanting of the holy name, the chant, doing japa or singing in Ketan, will have its effect. Whether you believe, it, believe in it or you don't believe it, it's going to work. It's like medicine. Um, you take medicine, whether you believe in the vaccine or not, you, once it's injected, it's, it's going to do something, right? Or whether you believe in any other medication or not, or whether, whether you believe the fire will burn me or not, you put your hand in the fire, it's going to burn you. So in, in the same way, the, when we chant the holy name, um, it's, going to, um, it's going to purify us. And, and that's exactly what happened. So, when Ajahnu chanted Narayan, all his sinful activities were destroyed. So, when, when he chanted Narayan, his sinful activities from the current life, not only from the current life, were destroyed, but from, but from his millions and millions of lives before, were also wiped out. That's, that's how powerful the chanting 
of the holy names is. Um, so we, we have been in this material world since time immemorial because we are eternal. And, uh, and we have been in this material world from time immemorial trying to, uh, trying to please ourselves independent of Krishna. We are trying to be happy ourselves by our own agenda, uh, in our own way. But lifetime after lifetime, because we are interacting with the three modes of nature, sooner or later we perform uh, Ugra Karma, sinful activities. That's just the nature of this world. Sooner or later, you're going to get implicated. And that's what the uh, Yamadutas told the Vishnu Buddhas. That they asked them, who is eligible for punishment? They said actually everyone is eligible because sooner or later, they are going to perform Ugra Karma, sinful activities. So even you might be driving your car and uh, like uh, over this Christmas break we have gone to the country and my car was filled with bugs because uh, we were striking I don't know, hundreds of bugs killed uh, butterflies and so many types of bugs. So just, just being in this world you are uh, you are inflicting violence on on someone, whether we you know, even if you don't realize it. So in, in some way we might be doing good activities also, like helping others, doing good karma. But we are also doing bad karma. And, and and especially in today's age, the the first simple activities are very very prominent: meat eating, illicit sex, gambling, and intoxication. We we a modern society. Is um, the economy is, is these are the pillars of the economy? These four activities: abattoirs. Um, so people are engaging in so much negative karma, and that's why there's so many problems in the world. This COVID is also a reaction of of uh, sinful activities: eating animals. Then from eating animals, so many diseases spread. This is what, what has happened. Um, so when Ajahnavindi chanted the holy name, it wiped out his karma, not only from his current life, but from his, all his previous lives. That's how powerful the chanting of the holy name is. Um, and that's the opportunity we have been given. Um, not only does the holy name clear our karma, but it actually gives us love of Krishna. So, Sri Jivanaya Mahaprabhu says, all glories to this Sri Krishna Sanketana, which cleanses the heart of all the uh, desires accumulated from countless births. And um, it stops this cycle of birth and death. And it gives us love of Krishna. So, the, the holy name, it gives us uh, love for Krishna. That, that's what it does. It, that's what it, it can do us. And it's giving us that gradually. If we chant the holy name uh, offenselessly, then we can attain love of Krishna very quickly. Uh, but our problem is we are chanting the holy name with offenses. But still, it's working. Still, it's working. Still, our karma is being cleared.
And here the order carriers of Lord Vishnu, uh, when Ajamal was about to say something to them, so Ajamal heard this conversation and he, he, he could follow that conversation. And um, he was very, he had become purified and he wanted to glorify the Vishnu Dutas and thank them. But the Vishnu Dutas, they disappeared because they wanted, they didn't want to be glorified themselves, but they wanted their master, Narayan, um, to be glorified. So they, they disappeared. So a devotee, um, a devotee does not hanker to be glorified. In the material world, we all are hankering for name and fame. Everyone's hankering for name and fame. You see on social media, people are doing pranks, all kind of like silly pranks. Um, it's for the name and fame, how many likes they've got, or how many millions of views, or how many hundreds of thousands of comments they've got. So it's, it's a lot for uh, name and fame. People do anything for name and fame. Um, and if they don't get it, they lose all motivation to do that activity. So, uh, uh, the, the Vishnu Dutas, they, they didn't want uh, the name and fame. They didn't want to be glorified, they wanted their master, uh, Narayan, to be glorified. So they disappeared from the scene. And they also disappeared so that in order to increase, um, in order to increase Ajahnath's absorption in Krishna consciousness. Because in the mode of separation, uh, glorification, of Krishna is very intense. That's something very can be hard to understand. But um, in separation, the, the glorification of the Lord becomes very intense. Um, and this is something that is recommended in our sampradaya. Even like Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the Shikshastrakam, he says, Yugayatam Nimeshena Chakshusha Prabhishayatam. Shunyayatam Jagat Sarvam Govinda Virahinami. So Lord Chaitanya says, Oh Govinda, feeling a separation, I am considering a moment to be like twelve years more. Tears are flowing from my eyes like torrents of rain, and I am feeling all vacant in the world um, in your absence. So this is this process is recommended by even by Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It's love and separation. So we have to be absorbed in something. Right? That's the nature of the mind. We have to be absorbed in something. So uh, it is recommended that we, be, we become absorbed in, in Krishna. And how do we become absorbed in Krishna? We become absorbed in Krishna by taking up some service. So we need some service uh, which will which will challenge us and then when we rise to that challenge we naturally become absorbed you are forced to become absorbed if you have a, if you have a service that challenges you then, then you have to take shelter of Krishna because I can't do this I feel inadequate to do this uh, this task is, is beyond me insurmountable with services then, then you are naturally uh, you will approach Govinda, Lord Chaitanya to ask for empowerment 
and in that way we become absorbed in Krishna. <coughs> Otherwise, then we are absorbed in material affairs. If we don't not absorb in Krishna, then naturally you you have to become absorbed in material affairs. So for many people that, that absorption is in the form of um, their work, their career, uh, aspiring to climb the corporate ladder or become very successful in their business or um, just absorb in their investments, how, how was my share portfolio doing like, what next property am I buying, where am I investing, that, that becomes the prime absorption. Their family their, and their relatives, and that's that's a very that's a very boring life to be absorbed like that. It's not a very high standard of happiness. But um, when we become absorbed in Lord Chaitanya's service, then one naturally becomes happy. That that absorption brings um, bliss and then everything is taken care of. All your needs somehow get taken care of. So this mode of separation is recommended by um, Lord Chaitanya. And, and by doing that one becomes more blissful um, and one can experience Krishna more than experiencing the Lord in person. That's that's what is explained. And these these are the higher realms of of devotional service that uh, you know we need to aspire to. So even on the on the material plane, if you um, you can't really experience someone. By in separation, we might desire them a lot. Like when someone falls in love and, and they're separated, maybe in their different countries due to COVID or something. You know. um, so they might be missing their beloved very intensely, but you can't, you, you actually can't experience them in full. On the material platform, it's not possible. But on the spiritual platform, by, by the separation, it is said that one can uh, one can experience one can experience Krishna because on the spiritual platform the the holy name uh, the name Krishna's form his activities they are not different from him on the spiritual platform the Lord's name form qualities and pastimes are are not different from him there's no difference between Krishna's name and him so that's why on the spiritual platform by that intense uh, separation and absorption that follows, one is able to experience Krishna. But on the material platform, we might miss someone a lot, but you can't really fully experience them. Uh, we can have some, a glimpse of this understanding when someone is really missing somebody. And uh, like the six Goswamis and the Dhamma, that's what they experience. Uh, in this intense absorption, they were able to see Krishna everywhere. 
Sanjay Shankar Swami Ashtaka, uh, in the last prayer, he says, Hey Radhe, Raja Devike, Chalavite, He Nanda Sunokuta, Shri Govardhan Kalpa Pada, Padapa Thale, Kalindi Manekuta, Gosanta Viti Sarvato, Raja Pure, Kedaya Maha, Vivala, Vande Rupa Snato, Rugu Yuga, Shri Jiva Govardhan. There says that um, the six Goswamis they were chanting very loudly. So they were in Vrindavan, they were chanting very loudly everywhere in Vrindavan. They, they were actually shouting. Queen of Vrindavan, Radharani, O Lalita, O son of Nanda Maharaj, where are you all now? Are you just on the hill of Bhogatam or are you under the trees on the bank of the Yamuna? Where are you? So these were their goals and experience. So we can see this is the um, very exalted, very, very elevated stage stage of Krishna consciousness where um, they are experiencing Krishna and they are they're seeing Krishna everywhere. They are looking for Krishna everywhere. Even when uh, Krishna was with the gopis, Krishna was with Radharani and they were going in the forest and then Krishna suddenly disappeared from Radharani's view. And then she was looking for Krishna everywhere. She could see him everywhere. She was asking the trees, the bumblebees, uh, the different living entities. She was asking them, have you seen Krishna? Anything about Krishna, this reminded her about the Lord. And she was experiencing her, her, her love and experience of Krishna was highly intensified. And that's why the Supreme Lord he disappeared from her view. So we have to uh, connect with Krishna and how do we connect? We connect with, by the chanting of the holy names and, and that's why we engage in the process of sadhana company. So that's why uh, Srila Prabhupada has recommended that we chant every day 16 rounds of the Maha Mantra and by doing that we can connect, we connect with Krishna. And we have to do this for our whole life. And maybe for many more many lifetimes. But this is an endeavor um, worth undertaking. And by doing that, we get so much benefit spiritually and materially. So by, by chanting the holy names, by reading these books and by serving, taking up some service in the temple or, or helping in some preaching or by doing the preaching, then we have, that way we, we connect with Krishna. But mainly by the chanting of the holy names. And this is the easiest way to connect with Krishna, by the chanting of the holy names. Anyone can do it. Generally, in the in the shastras, to come to the stage of bhakti yoga, we have to go through a gradual process. We have to go through karma yoga, jnana yoga, ashtanga yoga. Not everyone can do these things. Not everyone can do ashtanga yoga. And most people even struggle to touch their feet, their toes, let alone doing a headstand. So someone might have, they might have a disability, how can they do yoga? It's not possible. 
So yoga is not for everyone. And jnana yoga is also not for everyone. Not everyone can, can philosophize. Very few people can do that. But bhakti yoga is highly accessible. A child can. We have so many kids um, sitting in class. Not sure if they're getting anything. <laughs> the talk is too boring. But, um, but every, even the kids can participate in this process. Before there was kirtan, everyone was kids were dancing and chanting enthusiastically. So this process of Krishna consciousness is um, is for everyone, from from the uh, from the young kids to the adults to the to the old people. Everyone can do this. All all you need to do is chant and offer offer some bhoga to the Lord. And anyone can get something, some water, and anyone can make something. Even if you don't have much money, you can make some prashad and cook something. And anyone can read these books. It's, so this process is very accessible. Um, and but at the same time, because it's so accessible, we think it's... Uh, it's and because it's given free, people don't take it seriously, but actually it's... it's it's a very powerful process. So by chanting the holy names, uh, one can get the highest love of Krishna and be easily connected. And in the japa, one can feel the presence. So most of the time, we don't feel Krishna's presence because I'm talking about speaking about myself, because we're chanting. Uh, I'm chanting with full of offenses distracted, looking here, there, or the phone, um, mind is everywhere. But if we try to, if we try to focus, then we can experience, uh, we can experience some higher taste, and that's experiencing Krishna. So because we don't have this realization that Krishna is non different from his name, that's why we chant um, with offenses. But the remedy is the same thing. Ironically, the remedy is also chanting. And that's what Rupa Goswami says. He says in the nectar of instruction, Sayat Krishna Nama Charitabi Sitabi Avidya Pito Padamda Prasanasya Narojikanu Kintra Adara Anutinam Kalao Saiva Jushta Swadhi Kramar Bhagavadita Kada Mona Mantri. So Rupa Goswami says, the holy name, character, pastimes, and activities of Krishna are all transcendently sweet like sugar candy. So the holy name is like candy, sugar candy. That's sweet. Although the tongue of one afflicted by the jaundice of Avidya cannot taste anything sweet. So someone who has jaundice, they can't... If you give them something sweet, they can't taste it. That's the disease. But it is wonderful that simply by carefully chanting the sweet names every day, a natural relish awakens within his tongue and his disease is gradually destroyed and removed. So we are like we are affected by jaundice. That's why we can't taste the sweetness. That's why we struggle to chant the, the Mahamantra. We can't stay in Kirtan too long. Um, 
or we maybe we struggle to finish our 16 rounds, and then we throw the beans after <laughs> you go down your 16 rounds. Um, so that's because we are affected by the, this ignorance or the jaundice of ignorance. But the the remedy is to chant. The remedy is to actually do the same thing. And when we do it, um, do the same thing repeatedly, then gradually our ignorance is, is um, destroyed. So, so by chanting in the association of devotees, that's why there is Japa in the temple in the morning, to give devotees the opportunity to chant together. Or, if we are a family, you can't come to the temple to chant together as a family, or maybe with some other devotees who are living near you. When we do that as a group, it becomes easier. And with each other's enthusiasm and encouragement, um, it becomes easier. So Rupa Goswami, he was experiencing the, the highest ecstasy, and he says that in the Chitanecha Ramata. He says, I, I, don't, I do not know how much nectar the two syllables Krishna had produced. Krishna had produced. When the holy name is, of Krishna is chanted, it appears to dance within my mouth. We then desire many, many mouths. When the name enters the holes of the ears, we desire many millions of ears. And when the holy name dances in the courtyard of the heart, it conquers the activities of the mind and therefore all the senses become enough. So this is what Rupa Goswami is experiencing. And, uh, and we can also this is open for us also. It's open for everyone. And actually anyone can reach it. This it is possible. So that lamentation is good. So we, we can also lament. This kind of lamentation, oh why I don't have this taste. Um, this is a good kind of lamentation. When will I become more Krishna conscious? Um, when will I be able to better service? So this is a good kind of lamentation. In the material world, everyone is lamenting. It is said that uh, the demigods and the heavenly planets, they are always jubilant. The animals are always in a state of fear. So the demigods are always in a state of they are always happy. Um, the animals are always fearful. If you look at an animal, a bird is looking left, right, up and down, thinking when the cat or some other you know, animal eat me. Even the kangaroos, they're always fearful. If you drive past or you walk past, they run away. So most animals are always in a state of fear. Um, but the human beings, it is said, I was reading yesterday in the Shrimad uh, the human beings are always in a state of lamentation. So we always lament, oh, why did I get that house? Oh, why did I apply for that job? Or, oh, why am, why am I not rich? Look at, look at this person. <coughs> so we are always comparing or we always lamenting. We ask them, why are they this? So, the, but the, uh, so this is a good kind of lamentation. This is the this is the spiritual lamentation, and this this kind of lamentation 
um, why I'm not Krishna conscious enough. Uh, this is a good kind of meditation because it will make us more Krishna conscious. Then hopefully we will do something about it. So by chanting the holy names, then we purify our heart and then Krishna helps. So Krishna says in the 10th chapter of Bhagavad Gita, in the 10th verse, Teshaam Sattva Yuttama, Hajatam Priti Purvata, Tudhanam Bhuti Yogata, Yenama Upayamate. So he says, to those who are constantly devoted and those who worship me with love, I get the understanding by which they become. So the devotee was divine to serve him. The devotee is sincerely trying to do some service, um, trying to carry out the instructions of the spiritual master. Then Krishna from within and from without, he gives the instructions, basically gives them intelligence how to do their service better and how to not close it. So, so Krishna, as the super soul, as the guru, and as the Vaishnavas, um, so Krishna helps, so it's teamwork. So we are not alone in this. Krishna is there with us. So if we are if we are trying, Krishna is there to help us at, at all steps. So it's very exciting. So we leave it there to see if we have any comments, questions, clarifications. Or Krishna. 
but in daily worship is also done for demigods. So there are so many temples dedicated to demigod worship. And the demigod worshippers generally are, are, are selfish. They are interested in they do puja so they can they, they can fulfill their material needs. They are intelligent. Uh, you know, modern man thinks I'm just getting everything because of my endeavor. So why do I need to go to the church or the mosque or the temple? I do a job, I and I get money. But they don't understand that uh, above all that there are demigods facilitating all of that. So yeah, the demigod worshipers are a bit more intelligent. They approach the demigods to fulfill their um, their desires, but still they're not they're selfish because they're not approaching they're not doing it out of love. It's a it's a transaction. So the the Brahmanas generally facilitate this kind of worship. And and that's what you're engaged in. And and in doing that, uh, they chant mantras and all those mantras there is home. So there is a bit of bhakti there. And and so Ajahn was that kind of Brahman. He was not he was not a Vaishnava Brahman. He was he was the other kind. So there's two types of Brahman. Here you see uh, devotees are Vaishnava Brahmas because they're worshipping Krishna. They're not worshipping any other deity. And it said in Bhagavad Gita, you don't need to worship any other deity. So you go to the source. You go to the source, you have covered all bases. Because everyone is part everyone is part of Krishna and the demigods are delegated by Krishna. They are empowered by Krishna to administer the universe. So why not go to the source? Everything is covered. So that's 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 the difference. On top it is like a the emotion also. It is like the emotion towards the water. Yeah, so they are understanding, they are doing yagya, but they don't, generally they don't have the Bhagavan, they don't have the So they think, oh, I do this yagya, I do these things, then I'll, I'll go in the Brahma Jodhi. Or worse, I'll become one, my Mayavadi. So Mayavadi is also doing yagya. Mayavadi is the person who is also doing, are also doing um, daily worship. Ajahnam does not like that. Um, yeah, they don't have that proper understanding. And because they don't have that understanding, they can't have that half or emotion. But he, 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 he was able to understand all that through the conversation between the Vishnu Buddhas and, and, uh, and the other Buddhas. Thank you for your kind attendance.